What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rolls too big, too fast, too strong, history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on wax. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap, bulls on tap. Our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I'm your boy Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude Goose. We're here after the All-Star break. We're, we're going to be here last night, but then it, I got caught up with the kids, and then I could not make it in time, so we just... And then Goose went to bed. Well, oh, yeah, you just went to bed. Well, you had to work. You, you yes, worked late, yes, so that, that's okay. Responsible adult things that did have work, yes. Right, exactly. So it just it happens that way. Everybody, be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for our Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on X at Bulls on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet at Goose on Tap at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to us. Five-star rating and review because that is cool and tough. Go to the YouTube, subscribe to it. That'd be great. All right, man. We haven't seen each other in a while. We took a, we took the whole all-star break and then some off. Um, Bulls come out tonight. and we should, we, I guess we should make an announcement uh, too. Um, if you join us for every post game, we'll be moving away from that for the rest of the season, going to weekly shows that we were going to be doing on, I think, Wednesday nights was what we were trying to do. So we're going to be doing weekly shows until the season's out. Um, just because we kind of know what this team is, and we want to stay away from being too repetitive, like, you know, three or four times a week. So, um, yeah. I would prefer on to uh, complain and cry once a week as opposed to three times a week. Uh, with the fact that we made no trades, we've made no real direction change. This team is what it is. Um, probably uh, going to end up in the lottery and also the play-in, and that's, I guess, cool. I guess that's competitive. You're competing for two things at once. Competitive. Um, got your ass kicked by probably the hottest team, best team in basketball uh, tonight. Uh, the they Boston. put up a fight a little bit, though. And they put it. They put up a fight when the Celtics let off the fight. The Celtics well, came right. out, kicked our ass in the first quarter, toyed with us a little bit in the second, let us come back. We uh, closed the second on a 8-0 run, start the third quarter with two points, you know, get a, get a 10-0 run, kind of extended run going, and then a uh, whole lot of not of the rest of the game. Um, listening to the Boston broadcast, um, their game plan coming in was rather obvious. The Bulls don't take a lot of threes, and they over-defend, over-commit on the defensive end and give up a lot of threes. So let's take more threes than the Bulls and uh, take an easy win here. And, man, this Boston roster is something to be envious of, man. I, I They took uh, they took 47 threes and hit 23 of them for a staggering fucking 48.9%. Yeah, so, they, they stuck yeah. to the game plan. They, they executed quite well. So l- let's talk about Patrick Williams real quick. Um. Patrick looks like he's going to be out for a, a while. He was hurt before the trade deadline. Um, he's been hurt a good amount of his 
rookie contract. You know, that's very true. He missed one, pretty much one complete whole season after he broke his wrist. And then he he's missed. I mean, he did all right last year. I think he played. Did he play all 82 last year? I don't believe he played all 82, but I think it was like 75 plus. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, like decent enough. Kind of thing. He, he, he played a lot of games last year. Yeah, decent enough. But he he's out, Goose. So we have a small lineup of uh, Kobe White, Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vucevic, and Io DeSumo. That is uh, who started the game today. Uh, Vooch ate uh, the first the first half. I feel like it's that Michael Jordan meme when Luke Blogley comes out. I need, uh, Luke has 12 points, four rebounds, and four blocks at the end of the first quarter. And at the end of the game, he's got 12 points, four blocks, four rebounds. Look at uh, Vooch tonight. 20 points and nine boards in the first half for Vooch. He comes out uh, in the second and, and does nothing and goes uh, 10 for 19 uh, total, 22 points, and 14 boards for him. Io started off hot, cooled down real quick. Um, Kobe, six, some of the opposite. Yeah, Kobe, the opposite. Uh, Kobe, you know, came out and got to his average, you know, what, what he's kind of averaging right now. Um, you know, De- DeMar got on my nerves tonight with all the complaining, the constant complaint. Like, he just drove me nuts in the first half. He did it a couple times in the second half, drove me nuts. Um, this is the best team in the NBA. They are going to get calls, um, and you're going to have to work harder. And you're, an, you're an aging star who was not an all-star this year on right. a team that everybody's kind of just tired of talking about that needs to rebuild. Right, right. It, it, it's unreal. We have uh, Juice Manko here in the in the um, comments. It says six games behind six seed. Yeah, um, Bulls are 26 and 29, so it's just, you know, I'm a little 500 team we're even, we're even competitive with ourselves. Our, our wins and our losses are so close that they too are competitive. Right, right. Speaking of oh, competitive, speaking of All Star Weekend, what'd you think of it? Because we didn't get to talk about it. So I know you put out your tweet. You, didn't get shut out, Pat said. <laughs> you, you still kind of enjoy All Star Weekend and the festivities. And yeah, I more so just kind of enjoyed the break. Um, I did tune in. Um, the event that I liked the most was probably the Steph Sabrina uh, matchup that was uh, shortly ruined by uh, Kenny Smith um, having horrible commentating the whole entire weekend. Um, I, I don't know if that man still has a job today. I wasn't on Twitter enough, but um, I would not be surprised to see Kenny. He's uh, got a job. He ain't losing his job. You know, I mean, I'm, the TNT squad has to be pretty ironclad, but that man let some things slide out of his mouth that, um, I don't even think people let out in their own homes and uh, was definitely uh, made for an interesting weekend. Uh, but for me, um, somebody who uh, admittedly is probably still a little bit behind and uh, being a bigger advocate for the WNBA really liked um, that moment of expanding the competition, showing the competition and showing that, you know, um, this, this is a sport that boys and girls can play at the same level um, and do it on a grand stage. Like, that was phenomenal. Uh, right. the they're, all, that, they're all having fun is what it was. It, did, it didn't need to come down to what it she did. Didn't, she didn't use the ball. She she should have stood Well, I mean, his, his, argument, like, his argument, though, was she was shooting with the WNBA ball, but from the same distance as Steph Curry. And this is my understanding of what the argument was. Um, and I didn't, I, I did not, I only watched it live. I never went back to it. It, it didn't really, you know, pique my interest to go back to it. But from what I've read was 
he was saying that it should be Steph shooting from the three-point line with the men's ball and her shooting from her line with the women's ball if they're going to do that. But I – why? Like, you know, I don't really oh, understand you. why. She would have made it out of the fucking first-round three-point contest. So I'm like, I'm not, you know. Um, Her 26 was like the score that every single NBA player had the whole entire night it, until the end when Dame won with 28, I believe. Right. It, it's all-star weekend, Goose. People are having fucking fun, okay? Like, that. It, that's just what it's, what it's supposed Matt to be. Matt McClung was in the dunk contest again. Right. It, it's won. what it's supposed to be. People are supposed to have fun. We don't need and, to make everything. And I felt so really fun. bad when I logged on Twitter and I read, Mac McClung is brought out every all-star weekend like a circus sideshow. Um, it kind of does. And it's the truth. I mean, and it's unfortunate. Um, you know, Jalen Brown did his best to uh, revive the event and failed miserably. Um, I just, the, the festivities are not the same. For yeah, me. no, they're not the same. It's the nostalgia that gets me. It's just the nostalgia behind it all that gets me. I don't, uh, like, do I necessarily enjoy what the dunk contest has become? It's like, nah, not really. Like, they had some pretty dope dunks they were trying some stuff but you know what a lot of a lot of that's been done you know what i didn't enjoy not that. seeing any bulls in in the all-star event. no it's tough i mean i, and that, I and saw Larry marketing in the event though yeah that it's just tough uh where the bulls are at right now is it's just a fucking dumpster fire like i i don't even know what to tweet about anymore like because you know you have like those point. accounts that throw out numbers like this guy's doing this or he shoots this at you know no. this percentage of the rim it's just like For- a for the longest time, I really tried to, I guess, ignore and completely just be in denial of the ownership situation. And it's not even just a Jerry problem. It's a it's a Chicago sports problem to where you, you have a fan base that's so dedicated, regardless of um, what's going on. And you have such a big market in Chicago that you don't have to care to be profitable. Um, and for and for all of these owners in our city right now, it is it's a business. It's not about trying to actually compete and win a comp, uh, the competition and get a championship. It's about being good enough and making as much money as possible without spending more money than is necessary. And it's a horrible model, but it works. The Bulls are leading the league in attendance, and they're one of the most mediocre, disappointing teams. Uh, to watch and to talk about people are exhausted talking about what the bulls should do with this roster after two and a half years of being without Lonzo Ball. I noticed that a lot with the fan base too, just via social media wise, about how tired just done people are of talking about people that, you know, especially wanted to see change. Right. I mean, we, we came out again, and this kind of ties back into the Patrick Williams situation. What goes on with this medical staff for this organization in general? I, I know we've been complaining about it forever, but you know, how what, the severity of this Patrick Williams situation is just kind of confusing to me and how all this went down. I mean, they, I, I, I've read some things like he might be, he might be going under the knife again. You know, like I, I read that, um, you know, I read that he could be out for an extent. I mean, the rest of the season, it could be an extended period of time. I heard, I don't know what it uses me so much with this is we used to make all of our Jeff Tanaka jokes. Cause obviously he was the face of the medical oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, for the longest yeah. time. Right. Tanaka has not been with the team for several years now. Right. And at least in general, when it comes to medicine in the United States, Chicago is a hub. Like it's it's one of the best medical practicing areas for a big city like in in the whole entire country. He's got bad motherfucking luck, son. So the, the fact that we have athletes go down and like never come back up so frequently or go down and mysteriously disappear for extended periods makes no sense to me. 
Um, and there should be an investigation because it has to be aliens. <laughs> it fucking fucking aliens, man. Yeah, but I, losing him, not having Zach, uh, Tory Craig hurts himself again uh, during a workout, so he he's do, fucking out. Do you think out. it was during a workout? Do we do I, we really think it was during a workout during All Star Weekend? No, no, I don't think it was either. I don't, I think, I don't he, think, I think it was. He John walled the shit out of it. He was he was drunk in a kitchen somewhere and he fell down. <laughs> he's partying a little bit motherfucking too hard Partied a little bit too hard yeah i mean this is what it's just this is what happens so now now you lose two of what i guess you'd consider the size on the team you're you're really only your two small forwards you have on the team not named julian phillips and dalen terry and i am happy to see julian phillips getting minutes because he has provided some exciting minutes yeah kid tries hard yeah, he, he tries hard, and I think he has some athletic intangibles that do translate. So there's there's been some exciting moments and maybe a little uh, excitement uh, in comparison to the expectations of a second-round pick, obviously. Uh, but to see him out there and actually contributing is, is not bad. Um, and as much as this pad injury is horrible, I don't think we're ever going to have to hear the words $20 million a year for Patrick Williams again. No, no yeah, no, no. Um you haven't, yeah. and, and, and you're going to have people. This is what I, fuck, I I can't stand this bullshit, but you're going to have fucking people arguing about what his potential might be and why he deserves that or why he should get near that or why it's you know, league value for what he produces or something like that. Or just we just it. went through this with Zach Levine 100%. And, and that's why, pe- and that's why those people are fucking idiotic. Um, I'm just being, I, I'm, I'm just being honest. And, and until you get off Zach Levine's contract, you can't afford to pay somebody like yeah, you that. Can't, yeah, you need Which to. is why holding on to Caruso made no sense because you're oh. going to have to pay that guy $20 million if you can get him to sign on the dotted line. They fucked up so royally. So bad. bad. I hate how we come back to this or just where the team is, but it's for just- a whole for a whole year we were talking about how they needed to trade this dude for Jonathan Kaminga. Um and obviously that's what they ended up asking for at the deadline, but that was way too late. Uh, it didn't matter that, that yeah. you know it, it, it felt good knowing that they should have done that and having that on audio that we had said that like a year ago. And then, like, to see the report that they got laughed at when they asked about it because they're like, yeah, yo, no, 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 because that's going to hurt us now. At the time, the kid was all potential, but yeah, now, he, well, now he's been needed and he shined when needed. So we'll at see the it. time, he was on the outs with our head coach, who's, you know, provided a dynasty for this club um, and uh, was not getting the opportunity that he wanted. He was unhappy. The coach was unhappy with him being unhappy. Nobody was happy. We would have gladly taken Alex Caruso for the unhappy guy. Now this guy's Steph Curry's right-hand man. He's taken over Clay's uh, spot on the team and actually plays grade-A defense. So why would we trade him? Um, So, yeah, no. The Bulls have just messed up royally all around. And, uh, I mean, tonight was the perfect example. You come off of the break. You come off the decision of not making this move. You play the best team in basketball. That is your gauge. Is a play-in team, that's the team that you're going to be playing in the first round of the playoffs if you make it. What did you get tonight? At home, fresh legs. You got decimated. It was horrible. It got to a point where it was hard to watch, and that's what's going to happen continuously throughout this last stretch of games Uh the Bulls have to We play. had to watch Luke Cornett beat us up. Dude, it's fucking crazy. You know, it's just, it's it's all bad. But like I said, I, the Boston roster, kudos to them. 
um, an organization that never is content and doesn't give up on improving their roster. Um, obviously, they've been to the conference finals and the championship a plethora of times in the last five years. Yeah, they're on their way to a title. They're, they're on their way to a title. No, I mean, Derek White, um, Drew Holiday, like you've got two of the best like 3 and D complementary guards in the league. You've got two of the best 3 and D wings in the league in Brown and Tatum. Um, and then you added Porzingis, who had a horrible night tonight, um, but in general has been a great fit for that team. It's just, I don't know. To, for, I, for the Bulls, they don't even think that they're on the same level as this. They're just content making money. And that's really oh, all. That's just Jerry Reinsdorf. I mean, you've seen all the shit going on with him. He went down to Springfield on Wednesday to ask for like a billion dollars of public aid to build the Sox new stadium and shit. They don't give a fuck. It, it's, it's all. It's, so, it's and that's funny to me because I remember hearing about all his Tennessee trip and this trip and that trip. Well, that was in this like uh, uh, some business fucking magazine yeah. thing or whatever. Yeah. On and it's all it's all posturing to try to get this money for a new stadium. Yeah, Which isn't going to solve the issue anyway, because the yeah. socks just suck. God, fuck, hard out here. People don't get it. Yeah, like they don't, man, dude. It, like I swear to God, it's hard. Like being a socks and a Bulls and a Bears fan so heavily. Like I'm just always depressed. I mean, I mean, you can't. You know, anytime you try to watch sports, like you have a bad week at work, you got to watch other people's teams to be happy. You watch your own teams. It's fucking. And what's funny about that is you got to pay for the league passes to do that. So you have to <laughs> pay extra, extra yeah. hundreds of dollars a year to watch other teams' sports so you can have some enjoyment. Pretty bullshit. Pretty bullshit. What well, a uh, random thing I want to bring up. What do you think about this Doc Rivers Milwaukee stuff and the whole JJ Reddick calling out Doc and and him being met by Pat Bev and Austin Rivers is not being happy about that. And okay, well, that. obviously Austin Rivers, that's your dad. So I understand that. That's probably what you're supposed to do. I don't know if you should take. I thought he was pretty articulate. I thought that that Austin Rivers came out and fucking, I I thought he kind of hosted JJ because he's, he's kind of right. He's like, your best years were playing under my, you got a bag, you know? Yeah. I mean, and JJ came back. Yeah, Pat and him it was pretty much like I had the same bag and opportunity on the table. I just chose to go there. Um, And, that's probably the case. I think it's kind of petty. Obviously, JJ has slowly become the Tony Romo of the NBA community. He went from being the beloved savior, ex-player who provides insight that nobody else can provide to just annoying the living hell out of people um, on, on most levels. So I, I think it's ridiculous. Obviously, Doc is struggling there in a situation where it's pretty much just been gifted to you. Like me and you could have been named the head coach um, and probably sustained a better record than he has in his current tenure there. So it's uh, definitely an interesting situation and some criticism is warranted because you picked up a fat bag to go coach a tailor-made contender and you have fumbled the bag. Yeah, lots of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Um, What do you think it is, man? Because what they did to Adrian Griffin is fucked up. Well, like I said, when that, all that came out, there was other weird stuff going on in Adrian right. Griffin's life. So I'm sure there's more to it than meets the eye and on a lot of levels there, too. But right, um, you just – I don't know. You feel bad because, for Doc? No. Okay. 
Well, was that because of the money aspect? The money aspect, the tailored opportunity on a team that was put together that is this good, that has already won a title without Dame Lillard and now has Dame Lillard. Um, it, you you had a tailor-made situation and you've come in and you fumbled this bag and it's very likely that he recovers and the team's good. Um, and it could very well just be a weird time for the team. They had one of the best records in the league and they had their head coach fired. Um, and obviously you bring in Doc Rivers, who's um, a big name, but considered the, one of the best coaches around. But, but at this point really just doesn't have the, uh, Resume to back the the standing behind well, the name. His whole like little press tour he was doing, Goose, where he was like, "I told Milwaukee ownership, be sure you want to do this," and it's just like, "What the fuck? Like, were they begging you to take forty million dollars? Yeah, they were no, begging you. They didn't have any other offers. They just, you know, fired uh, Coach Bud and all these other great coaches, and you were the only one. They were begging you and only, I mean, obviously they wanted him. They gave him $40 million, but right. I, no, the, the approach, the result, and just everything that has kind of come of the Doc Rivers to Milwaukee thing has been interesting to watch, um, especially because I feel like you look around the league right now and there is a whole bunch of coaches that I would be lying to you to tell you that I even would have known who they were uh, a couple of years ago, and right. they're doing rather well. So... Right. Um, definitely an interesting situation, but I think Milwaukee will write the ship and they'll be fine. That roster is too good. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna pull it too together not. eventually. We see this happen with them fucking teams that are stacked. You know, they they fall down a little bit, and then one push comes to shove, they turn it around and they make a run. We, we we've seen it so many different times. Um, all right, man. Well, listen, we we made our announcement that we're gonna be going to Wednesdays. It's gonna be around eight thirty, eight forty five that we go live, just so everybody knows. Um, if they're if it's a game night it'll just be a post game show along with whatever the fuck we want to talk about in the meantime uh the bulls next game that is going to be on the 25th which is what was the 25th days the 25th that's th three days from now that's, that's sunday isn't it yeah yeah so it's sunday so the next game yeah next bulls game is on sunday against the pelicans and that's at 6 p.m pelicans have kind of turned it around too uh the 34 and 22 they're 17 and 10 at home so so they uh, actually are competitive. Yeah, they are actually competitive, and they believe it or not, dude. So there's no one on that. There's no one out on that injury report right now for them. So your Zion Williamson dream has sailed. Oh yeah, we're fucked. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Maybe we might get Brandon Ingram. You say that like that's a bad thing. I've wanted that since Luol Deng was still on the Lakers, making 19 million dollars, and had to be. I like Brandon Ingram, but I don't think because like, you saw all those reports about like oh they're gonna well, have to pay well, him. I don't know if the Bulls have the assets. I don't know if they have to. You don't know if they have to. You think they just got to have the cap space? Yeah, I think they can make it work. You I think, think, they, I think you can build that. around Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. I mean, I think you could probably – I mean, maybe this is crazy, but Zach Levine and Zion, is that a better fit? No, because Zach's not – You send Zach Levine and Caruso for Ingram, like – you know, uh, that kind of thing. I laugh if I'm the fucking Pelicans. Well, so do I, but if you're convinced that you need to, similar to, to the Bulls needing to split up DeMar and Zach, if you're the Pelicans and you're convinced that you've got to split up Ingram and Zion, obviously different situation, both young players uh, who very well could put it together. together. Um, but I don't know. Obviously, I don't think that's realistic. Either. I'm, just, 
I'm just being hopeful because I would much rather have Kobe White and Brandon Ingram going forward than Kobe White and Zach Levine. Yeah, I don't want Zach Levine at all. So, I mean, you know, I know that hurts. Is he even in your top 10 favorite Bulls right now? They're only allowed to have 15 guys on our roster. No. No? Oh, no. He's, uh, no, he's not. So, Dalen Terry or Zach Levine right now? Dalen Terry. Shit. I, I, bud, Zach Levine. I've seen Zach Levine. Zach Levine has been here since 2017, 2018. He missed all that time came in. He I, was a I literally I got the Twitter notification today that it is my seven-year anniversary on the X. Oh, and, wow. Uh, and that just means that it's been seven years since the Jimmy Butler trade scenario fiasco uh, because that's that's what brought me to the to the Twitter. And um, that hurts because that's that's almost a decade and we're still trash. What have we you won? want to hear something even worse? We've won one playoff game since we've traded Jimmy Butler? Yeah. You, you want to hear something even worse? I've been on Twitter since 2012, and we were shit then because Derrick Rose tore his ACL, you know, in, in 2011 oh, there. So at least you were, like – We were competitive, but, like, again. guess what? We're still aspiring to be that. So – and it's been over a decade, right? It's 2024. I got my Twitter in 2012. I didn't I, – I never fucked with it until, like, 20 – like, around that same time you did, 2017, okay. 2018. But still, they were they were shit then, too. Because Derrick Rose got hurt and they had no plan. So, same old Bulls organization, man. You got any closing words before we leave the people? Uh, just that I love your face. And the only thing that's really disappointing for me switching to Wednesdays only is that I'm only going to see and talk to you once a week now. Um, it's very sad. We can always it, discord. It is sad, but this team also has to give us something a little bit more to talk about. And uh, right now it's just a little too repetitive. So, we uh we're gonna write out this season. We're we're, we're gonna have a play-in appearance more than likely, and then we're gonna pray for lottery luck. And if that doesn't happen, we're probably all gonna cry together some more, and that's okay. Hashtag pray for lottery luck. We will see you guys next Wednesday at Bulls on Tap. Thank you for joining us, and uh, you know, just get a good draft pick, Bulls. That's all you gotta do. Go to ontapsports.com.